Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying, trying, told, trying, told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. Today's topic, we're going to talk about follow, follow the leader. Follow the leader. We've all heard that game, I think, as kids, follow the leader. Um, you know, I think in order to be a great leader, you must first be a great follower. And, and that's understand the word great in there. I think people can be decent in leadership. I think people could be even good in leadership. But long-term, long-lasting leadership, I think, in my experience, has been reflected by the ability that somebody has to follow the right leader. So when I look back on, you know, my career in business specifically, you know, I look back at, at something I'm proud of is, is my mentors and leaders that helped me when I first started in business, you know, they're, they're on record as saying that, that I'm the most coachable person that they've ever coached or, or taught. Um, I don't know if that record still stands or not, but you know, I know that that my approach to things was to be this, even though I had a ego that I over time learned to subside and, and, and couple with the right levels of humility, I, I approached this thing. I remember my heart in it was literally whatever they tell me to do, I'm going to do whatever they say I'm going to do and I'm going to execute it. I don't care if they said wash the floors was my attitude. I don't care if they said wash the bathroom floor. And I think that had so much to do with my early success in, in business, being able to be that level of, of student and, and literally be clay in somebody's hand and just say, mold me, please. And the people that I've coached over the years, it's just something about if I look at the list of the greatest of who, who who've, who excelled the quickest or who excelled for the longest period of time, the greatest. When I look at that list, one thing they all have in common is they were the best students. They were the, the most coachable people in a group of, of others. And I think that's really what, what sets people apart. And, and, and so what I've learned is that the best followers ended up being the best leaders and, and leaders. When, when you're trying to find a leader to follow, you know, make sure you're following the right leader, first of all. But leaders with, with discipline and humility, when you could find that level of, of leader to follow, that's key because I think the first step in follow the leader is identify who has what you want, who, who has whatever game, whatever you're trying to get good at, who's the leader there, who has what you want, and, and identify that. And then when you start to follow that person, do the small things that they say, not just the big things. I think that's what, what separates people in the game of follow the leader is what percentage of the, the script can you follow? What percentage of the formula can you follow from zero to 100%? And the closer you get to that 100%, the closer you get to the results, but the closer you get to the top of that, the less people that are left. You know, let's say there's 100 people trying to be coached. By the time you do 80% of the things, you know, you're left with probably only 10 people. 
that are really, really in tune with that coaching. And when, when you get to doing 90% of the things or 95% of the things, you start to find that there's only maybe five, 10 people left that are willing to do 95% of those things. But, but the last 5%, the small things, the doing 100% of what they tell you, the 99 to 100% of what they tell you, that's reserved for the special ones, for the one or two. But but the thing is that everybody seeks out for that one or two. They seek out for that 1%. They seek out for that greatness in, in results, but they don't understand that tied to that is can you execute like a one percenter in doing the small things that separates people? It's not the 95% of what you do that they told you to do. It's can you do 100%? Can you do those, those two or three things you really don't want to do that they're telling you to do? Can you execute that thing? And, and it especially comes down to the things that you don't want to do that they say. Usually that's the key is... Here's all the things you got to do. And when you look at that list, you're like, yeah, I'm down for that. I'm excited. I'm ready to follow you, coach. I'm ready to echo. Oh, but that one. I don't know if I want to do that one consistently. I don't know if I want to, whatever it is. I don't know if I want to go to wrestling practice at 7 o'clock at night. I don't know if I want to go to church on Sundays. I don't know if I want to drink a gallon of water. I, I don't know. Everything else, I got it, but I don't know about this. I don't want to write to business. I, I don't know. That that's where you start to separate yourself from good to great. That's where you start to separate yourself from maybe even great to Hall of Fame status is can you do the things that your coach is telling you to do that you don't want to do? And then I think the next step in following the leaders is being able to ask the leader that you're trying to follow for honest to God feedback. And this is this is critical. You know, typically I find that, you know, Leaders are, are, you know, one of two ways. They're either too hard sometimes on people and they're delivering stuff so rough that people can't grasp it or they're on the other end and they're, they're maybe a little bit too soft on people. You need to be in the middle. But I think a lot of the coaching is on the student because once you've been coaching for any period of time, you realize that most people are soft and you realize that most people can't take, you know, there was that old, movie clip where they said you want the truth you can't handle the truth like that you start realizing most people can't handle the truth because sometimes being real or being hard or, or or saying things that people don't like is really just telling people the, the the truth is you know I heard John Maxwell say and I mean this is one that just has become a part of me that stuck out to me is leadership is disappointing people at a rate that they can stand and so if I'm coaching you and I really need to lead you, but I don't think that you could stand this rate that I need to give to you to make you as good as you want to be right now, then I got to wait till I think you could stand it. Some people can never stand it. Some people it takes them a year or two years to, to be able to take what it is that the coach wants to give them. But if you want to expedite that process, try to make sure that your coaches know. Hear what I'm saying and don't say it unless you're really willing to stick to it and you could take the heat. You know what they say, you can't take the heat, get you out the kitchen. And, and so you got to be able to tell your coach, tell your leader, tell your mentor, listen, hold no punches, don't wait a day, 
anything you think that I need to hear that's going to make me better, please give me that feedback. That will expedite how fast that you can move because your coach may be hesitant on telling you what it is that you need because most people can't take it. And, and so then it comes down to, when it comes down to levels of coachability, I think you'll have those people that want to be outspoken, want to be heard, want to, to have their opinion heard. And I mean, and who don't, but there's just levels to it. And, you'll, and, and sometimes the enemy of being super coachable is, is that thing in your head when you hear people say, well, you know, I think they just want uh, a yes person that just tells them yes or just tells them, you know, yes, man, or just tells them everything they want to hear. As a leader, I could tell you that can't be you if you want to grow. You can't only want to hear what you want to hear. You got to be wanting to hear what you what you need to hear. And a lot of times the good feedback that you're going to get is right from the players players on the field. But understand once you're open with your feedback to, to the leader or the coach and they've had an, an opportunity to digest that and then you guys come up with, you know, they come up with, well, here's, here's what I'm going to do about it. I'm, they could do one of a couple things. They could say, I, I, I appreciate that feedback and I'm going to modify this coaching and make that adjustment. I appreciate that feedback and I'm going to make a complete adjustment or I appreciate that feedback, but I'm not making any changes and adjustments. And you got to be cool with once you give them the feedback, any one of those three that they choose to have, because sometimes they may say, I appreciate that feedback, but I'm not making any adjustments. This is the way it needs. This is the way it got to be. And I think once you're open with your coach, if they were to run with a play call that is not really what you suggested or what you want, the key to the loyalty aspect of it and coachability aspect of it now is I'm going to run with that play call that you called like it was my own deep in my heart, even if it wasn't what I suggested. Even if I suggested a change, once I've had an opportunity to be heard and the coach sticks with whatever it is, I'm running that play call like it was my own. I think the next step to following the leader is asking specific questions constantly to the details. I can't stress to you enough the difference between 95% of it and doing 100% of it or 98% of it versus 100% of it. Those are the few percentages that starts to separate people. And I think you can get those percentages by asking specific questions constantly detail and I think what I've done that has helped me is wrote down specific questions in my notes in my phone for people that provide mentorship to me and guidance and I have people that guide me in different walks of life all different areas of my life that I ask questions to and so I have a note segment in my phone that says this person, questions. Trestle, questions. Isaac, questions. This one, questions. Constant questions. 
And as the month goes on, as the day goes on, as the week goes on, I don't know if you're anything like me. I, I could be in the sauna. I could be in the, in, in the shower. I could be working out. Sometimes I just get a question. Something hits me. And if you don't write it down, you're going to forget it. And so I keep this list of questions that helps me to ask the right questions. You know, recently I just got done, you know, um, doing a jiu-jitsu tournament, the Illinois State Jiu-Jitsu Championships uh, by New Breed in Chicago. And so I was cutting some weight. And I got decent knowledge on how to cut weight, but I had access to people that that's what they do for a living, professional fighters. And I'm talking about if you were to ask those people, two people specifically, that I was picking their brain on this weight cut, what to eat, what not to eat, what to do, what they would tell you, they probably would borderline say that it was insane how many small detailed questions and how much that I was blowing them up, asking them questions for every little, every little thing, because I don't want to miss anything. And that's the difference. That's how you ask. That's how you're supposed to ask questions like every little small detail that you could possibly uncover because the success is in the details. And, and then I think once you've started to do this stuff and you follow the leader and you're getting coaching and, and somebody's giving you their time, energy and resources to guide you, you got to show them what you've implemented. This works for, for, for people. I, I had the, the pleasure to be men, a, a mentor for others. And I also have the pleasure of being mentored by others. And one thing that I can tell that I try to do myself because I know what it makes me feel like because I'm busy. I don't have time to just give time to everybody. Is it something different when somebody asks you questions and comes prepared, first of all, but it's something different when they follow up with you and show you exactly what they've implemented based on the time that you've spent with them and the knowledge that you've given them and they come back to you and say, look at what I did. Or here's what I've implemented from the things that, that you've told me. That will blow people away because most people ask questions and don't implement. Most people waste time and don't execute. And so once they see that you're an executor and an implementer and you can prove that and consistently show that the knowledge that they're giving to somebody is not being wasted, but it's being shared with other people. Now you have an inspired and motivated mentor that wants to give the knowledge to somebody because they know that it's not being waste, wasted. The next step in your follow the leader journey is showing gratitude, being grateful. What are ways that you can look at who can you let's just let's just brainstorm right now together, whether you're in your car or listening in your headphones, working out wherever you're listening to this. Who has helped you right now, like who in your journey, if you're making progress in life, who who can you point to that has been a mentor for you or helped you or impacted you? And what have you done? to show gratitude. There's a there's a a big lack in the world for gratitude and showing that you're grateful. And I think if it's not a part of 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 you, 
make it a part of you and, and try to force yourself every week to look at who am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? And how am I showing people that I'm grateful? Don't wait for them to die. And, and then I think oftentimes once you have success, you can forget how you started and what you felt like when you started and who was there for you that you should be grateful for now that you got it all figured out. You know, this business I'm in, you could, it, when you start out, it's scary. A lot of nerves based on performance, doing things differently, very dependent on trainers and others to give you wisdom and knowledge. And, you know, I, I've watched the biggest of big and toughest of toughest people nervous and shook, scared, stressed early in the deal. But when you make it past that point, how often do you rewind time and look at on your journey, who can you point to that took time out for you when you needed it? Who can you point to that mentored you and helped you and guided you and protected you and looked out for you when you needed it now that you don't need it as much anymore? Because I think gratitude for people that have impacted you and helped you on your journey lasts forever. That's loyalty. You know, when I look at the people that really impacted me in this business, I was only there for two years with those people that helped me when I first started in this business. I've been in this company for 16 years. And only two of them that I spend with Jim Serace and Marcus Smith. But I'm forever grateful. To this day, I try to show ridiculous amounts of gratitude now that I don't need as much I still remember if it wasn't for them I wouldn't even be where I'm at currently right now no matter how talented I think I am or no matter how good I think I got this business down without the jump without the the foundation the beginning phases there is none of this stuff don't be that person. Don't allow that to be you, to forget who helped you, who got you, and to have just this just overwhelming attitude of gratitude. And show, show your leaders, show the people that are pouring into you how grateful that you are. And think about how can you teach them, how can you tell them, how can you show them that you're grateful. Because on that journey, when, when, when you're grateful and respectful to people that are giving you their time, if you're a leader yourself, whether it's of kids in your home or other people, you're showing those people that you lead how to treat you. You know, it's crazy in leadership. I'll see people that they didn't like it when it happened to them, when they're the leader. But coming up, I remember them doing these things to me when I was leading them. So they had no issue thinking about what they were doing coming up. But then when somebody does it to them, they get upset. And it's all good. I smile and laugh about it and coach, coach about it, coach through it and, and all that. But I'm telling you, people are watching you. And if you're the type of leader that says, yeah, I know what the leader said. I know what they said, but we ain't going to do it that way. 
your people are watching you. And when you start to coach them on doing things down the road, you're going to create a culture of them saying, yeah, I know what he said or she said, but we ain't going to do it that way. Because they watch you do the exact same thing. So how could you tell them to do something completely different? But the ones that stay true to the game and say, hey, this is what they said to do. This is what the leader said to do. This is what I'm following. This is what we do. They start to get that same type of, of team atmosphere, military atmosphere, loyalty atmosphere, cohesiveness to the, to the vision and mission because they're not giving mixed signals. They're saying, I just do whatever this person tell. At the end of the day, this is what they said to do. That's what I'm doing. You're coaching your team how to do that for you because now they say, hey, he don't question his leader. He executes everything they say like it was written in the gospel. So we got to do the exact same thing. And so I just want to encourage you to remember that you're teaching people how to follow you by how you follow your leader. A lot of times I get asked, you know, as I wrap this up, I get people from different industries and they'll message me and they'll ask me questions about should I do this, should I stick with this, should I, I'm thinking about changing jobs, I'm thinking about changing, you know, whatever. And, and it's so hard to sort through all of their scenarios, issues, problems, concerns, why. But if I could summarize something, if I had to give a quick answer to people, follow the best leader that you could find with the best character that you could find. And then submit yourself to that person in that mission. Follow, like, leaders win. Whoever's a really good leader, I'm going to bet on that coach. I'm going to bet on that leader. I'm going to bet on that quarterback. I'm going to bet on that coach to over time have way more wins than losses. How often do you see a team that's hot in the NFL But if you look at the last 20 years, you look at the last 10 years, what coaches, what key players always somehow find their way to the playoffs or to the Super Bowl, no matter what? How? If you just pick that leader and say, I'm following that guy, I'm, I'm hitching my wagon, I'm hitching myself to that person, this is... Wherever that person's going, that's where I'm going. You will, you will end up abundantly blessed and showered because you're connected to that person. If you can find great leadership that's coupled with somebody that has great character, bet on that is my suggestion. Bet on that person long-term over the... What's sexy now? What's hot now? I'm frustrated. I'm not frustrated. I don't believe in this one. I believe in this one. Whatever. Pick the best leader with the best character. Commit to that person over the long haul and submit yourself to that mission. And I think great things, I think great things are going to happen. Speaking of people that, that message, you know, a lot of times people want, uh, man, can I get an hour? Can I get some time with you? Can I spend some time with you? And just this year, we recently found a way to do that. And for years, for years, we've done podcasts and, and, and motivation and videos, and I've never had anything somebody could subscribe to 
because this was my this was my give back. This is my fun. This is my passion. This is my release, my outlet, my way to impact other people outside of our business. It wasn't about trying to generate money. And and so now after having so many times people ask me that question, we started a mentorship group for those people. Because the answer was no. No, I don't have how can I get get on a 30 minute call with a hundred different people and impact their life. And so we created a platform and a way to give constant guidance and mentorship to people that are in the industry or out of the industry um, and, and try to impact people. And there's a, a cost to it, but it's not very much. And uh, it, it gives us an excuse and a way to be able to help people in, in, uh, on, for the long haul on the journey. So um, that website is Cash Money Mentoring dot com cash money mentoring dot com and uh, if you're interested or you know somebody that needs some guidance or mentorship they could uh sign sign up for that uh it's a couple uh live calls zoom calls uh for an hour or so a couple times a month by me and my partner the guy that started me in this in this business and uh we look forward to, to serving and impacting people if, if you think this podcast has impacted you or helped you uh Please share it with other people so we can impact more people. And thank you for joining us on another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day.